This is a Soulfire production. In this episode, we are going to talk about twin flames. I have been getting a lot of questions about twin flames, and this is going to be part of my upcoming book as well, the next book I'm working on, which I'm really excited about. This is actually the second time I'm recording this episode, which I'm sure you know I never re-record things. I don't like doing things twice, but I recorded an initial Twin Flame episode and I felt like it was just too jam-packed. So I think I want to separate this out into a few different episodes because there's so much to dive into when it comes to Twin Flames. So in this episode, I want to talk about what it means to have a Twin Flame, what that experience is like, potential signs, common themes, just lay the foundation before I get into other questions because I've had so many people connecting with me recently, reaching out about what to do when the connection is really intense and the other person isn't interested in exploring the connection further. So I'll get into kind of like how to move through that probably separately, but let's lay the foundation. So I actually recently wrote a blog post on Twin Flames that I would recommend checking out. And I'm excited because I'm going to do a lot more writing on the blog. I've been talking about this for a while, but really getting that intense urge to shift where I am putting content. So focusing on the podcast, focusing on my own blog and website, focusing on YouTube, and then my containers, the membership, the different courses. So that's really where I'm shifting my focus. The best place to make sure that you're always in touch is to be on my email list, to be in the private community. If you go to christinathechannel.com slash membership, you can sign up for the free private community there. But I know I'm not the only one that is feeling really called to get off certain platforms. And what I'll just say without getting into the whole thing is listen to that guidance. I have a lot of people in my life who have been sharing with me that they're being really called to take their businesses offline or get off certain platforms. Do not ignore your intuition. Listen to it. And I know for me, I really don't want to be putting energy into anything where I feel like it's a waste of my time. I really want to focus on our community, email list, website. I'm super excited to get back into blogging. It feels like going back to my roots. If you've been here since the beginning, I mean, that's how I built my platform was blogging. And then I kind of shut that down because I got (laughs) a vulnerability hangover. And now I'm going back to it and I'm starting a really juicy series called The Channel Diaries. Super pumped. So stay on the lookout for that. So I just wanted to be clear about that shift in energy from me. And then one other update before we get into Twin Flames is I am so excited about my upcoming virtual event slash live course recording. It's called Awakening Accelerator. This will be March 23rd and March 24th. It will be a two-day virtual live event. So two half days. It's going to be jam-packed with really everything you need to support you in your spiritual awakening. The skeleton, quote unquote, the outline sort of of this course I channeled when I was in Tulum last summer. That's when I channeled a few courses. And whenever I bring things through like that. I just kind of sit and wait for the guidance as to when to release it. And the guides were like, this March Awakening Accelerator, let's go. We're going to be covering a lot of very foundational things that a lot of people skip over. But the point of Awakening Accelerator is, you know, when you're in this space of feeling like you're questioning everything and a lot of your paradigms are shifting and you're noticing the vibrational gap between you and the people around you and you're really waking up to to the truth of who you are and what's really going on. What do you what do you do with that? And you're like, okay, I'm a multidimensional being. What do I do with that? How do I work with this whole energy thing? So we are going to cover all of that in Awakening Accelerator, understanding what it means to be a soul incarnated in a physical vessel. We're going to cover soul contracts, soul family, what's going on with different lifetimes, different incarnations. We're going to talk about how to work with the universe, how to tap into your intuition, listen to your intuition work with your energy field, work with your spirit guides, balancing your masculine and feminine energy, inner child healing, embracing your inner child, protecting your energy field, doing energy work on yourself. To me, this is going to be really foundational. I'm really excited for the guides to bring this through and see what comes up. And this is really meant to be an all-in-one. You're going through a spiritual awakening. What do you do, right? And handling 
uh, how relationships shift and your personality shifts and peeling apart identity. So I'm really excited for this. It's going to be two half days again, March 23rd and 24th. The link to register will be in the show notes. And of course, you will get the recording. If you feel really called to this and you're like, but I can't come to the whole thing, I would strongly encourage you to just show up for any bits that you can, or again, get the recording. The way that I'm going to be putting out all of my offers from now on will be recording everything live. So people have that experience to be live. And even if you can only come for like 30 minutes, I think still just being in the energy of it live is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm super pumped. The link will be in the show notes below if you want to check it out. I've shared many times before that I struggled with clinical depression and really severe anxiety for so much of my life. And a lot of that just got worse as my autoimmune issues developed and I was achy, inflamed, couldn't fall asleep, couldn't stay asleep. I lost my period for four years. It was just not not a good situation. And the thing that changed my life was taking Ned full spectrum hemp oil. At the time, I did not buy into the CBD stuff. I thought a lot of it was BS because I knew a lot of it wasn't sourced properly. And I learned about Ned and their sourcing, got my hands on it, and it was night and day. My mental health completely shifted. I wasn't dealing with anxiety anymore. I was able to fall asleep really easily, stay asleep, sleep the whole night. My inflammation went down. I could finally put my rings on my fingers again. My joints weren't achy anymore and my hormones rebalanced and I finally got my period back. I've been using Ned's products ever since, and I'm obsessed with them all. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. They are chock-full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. And I have to tell you, I am obsessed with Ned's brand new product, which has been in development for over a year. I got to actually go into HQ and kind of like smell it out as they're developing it. The de-stress blend. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp. And it features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and cinnamon. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And then we have ashwagandha, which is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. We have cardamom and cinnamon that taste delicious. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic supporting your gut health and cardamom combat stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. I've been taking this every morning. And then in the evening, I'm doing the sleep blend and their lemon mellow. It's the best magnesium on the planet. I'm just full on all of Ned's products I use every single day. They are full transparency. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products and their extraction process all right there on their website. And you feel the difference. I (laughs) cannot go without this stuff. And if you haven't gotten your hands on it, I can't recommend it enough. If you wanna try the new de-stress blend from Ned, we have a special offer for you all specifically. Every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample. Just go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter Christina at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. And thank you to Ned for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. So let's dive into Twin Flames. I feel like the topic of Twin Flames is something that's discussed so much in the spiritual community. And there's a lot of misconceptions in, in the mainstream, I will say, and in the spiritual space. And to be totally honest, the whole Twin Flame phenomenon, I I didn't fully understand. I didn't fully buy into. I'll say that. I didn't fully buy into. And it's something that I really didn't want to talk about, didn't want to get into. I love talking about manifestation and and business energetics. And that's where I'm much more comfortable. And of course, you know, this is this is a process of growth. So of course I get pushed in this direction. And over the next two to three months, I'm channeling two more books. And one of them is the next in the series with Monarch being so following Manifestation Mastery. And I felt like Manifestation Mastery was like the warm up. And the next book is all about love and relationships and these different types of connections, soulmates, twin flames. 
life partners and the bits that I've already dropped in, they'll kind of give me previews <laughs> where sometimes they'll just like drop in a line and, oh, whoa, I feel the trigger. I'm like, wow, this is, this book is, is going to shift some paradigms. I can feel it. And whenever I am going to bring something through, whether that's been a course or with the books or even with clients that I'm going to work with, my life shifts and rearranges to bring forward experiences that I need to have to uh, be able to clear out any blocks to fully channeling whatever information needs to come through and or to have certain life experiences that will be helpful in explaining information more deeply later on. And so the last few months after releasing Manifestation Mastery, the energy of my entire life totally shifted and everything really has been about different relationship dynamics and really tuning into the nuances of what does that feel like soulmate versus karmic soulmate versus twin flame, the frequency of love itself. And you know, this podcast is about twin flames specifically. Like I said, I didn't fully get it or necessarily fully believe in it. I mean, it's not like I, I thought people were lying, but I think you can tell like what people talk about twin flames. So many people who are talking about twin flames, they're not in relationship with their twin flame. And that's one of the things I'm just going to say straight off the bat. Everything that I, and everything that I'm sharing is from what I've channeled, what I have experienced personally with many clients. And that's how I like to learn things. And that's kind of how I am forced to learn things. I experienced this so palpably when I first started channeling a lot where anytime I would read a book or try and watch a show or look something up on the internet, it would get sabotaged. The book would get ruined. My computer would break. I'd have really bad feedback with with headphones so I couldn't hear anything. The TV would turn off. And my spirit guide said, don't listen to anybody else. <laughs> like, just channel it yourself. And I'm like that in general. Like, I, I want to have the personal experience with it because people say all kinds of things on the internet. And it's like, where did you get that from, though? And I don't know anybody else's process of discernment. What I do know is a lot of people who are intuitives aren't very discerning. That's what I know, but I know my own process. So I, I trust myself and I trust real life experience. And a lot of people read something on the internet, read something in a book, and then take that on as their truth and then reiterate it in another piece of content. And it's like, wh where did you get that from? And the thing is that this whole twin flame thing has become such a thing. Everybody's like on these forums and on these websites. How do I find my twin flame? What do I do with my twin flame? And it's turned into, I feel, a lot of people talking about relationships that are not their real twin flame. And, and using the, the twin flame experience, like labeling it as that almost as a justification for staying in an unhealthy, toxic relationship there. I said it <laughs> right. And I don't care if someone's your twin flame, your soulmate, your karmic soulmate. Uh, I, I, it doesn't matter. We have to take apart, release any labels of our relationship and just look at the truth of what is, am I being seen, heard, loved, fully supported? Am I being treated in the way that I, I deserve to be treated? Am I being treated with love and respect? And you either are, or you aren't. And if someone's your soulmate or twin flame and their relationship is unhealthy, it doesn't matter. It's unhealthy. And because the twin flame relationship is so triggering, you know, a lot of more soulmate relationships are a lot more stable. And a lot of people don't want to be in a relationship with their twin flame. And I'm going to get to, to why through this episode. But here's the thing. If you have a twin flame, you have a twin flame. And if you don't, you don't. And it's quite rare to have one. If you do have one, it will become part of your life. You don't have to look or force or try to make it happen. Like the universe is going to bring you together, especially right now. Like that's part of the twin flame magic is you will meet each other. You will meet each other. And if you don't have a twin flame, it's not better. It's not worse. It's just a different experience. The same way, you know, with all of the things in our lives, like I have a different life experience, a different life path, learn different lessons than the person next to me. If you have a biological twin in this incarnation, that's a very specific experience. And not everybody has that in this life. It's not better than or worse. And it's just a different experience because there are different lessons that each of us came here to learn. And the twin flame experience is one of the most intense catalysts for spiritual evolution and will typically be that the last incarnation, where in the last incarnation, you experience the most intense, powerful mirror out there, which is you in another body. And it facilitates, it has the ability to facilitate if you use that to really like do your inner work and 
dive into the spiritual path, like this, this next level spiritual evolution and true integration of the divine feminine, divine masculine, it's like next level shadow work because it's not even just about you anymore. It's, it's your soul in two different bodies. And so this is the difference between twin flames and soulmates. First of all, there are many different types of soulmates, which we're not going to get into in this episode. And to be honest, a lot of why I don't talk about these topics as much or I haven't as much as I just feel like, is it really that helpful? Like, is it really that helpful to label someone as your soulmate or your karmic soulmate or your split soul twin or your monadic twin? And I can go off about this. I feel like this in general spirituality and like all the talks of dimensions. And it just feels like people are using it as another way to like, like, like take the quantum and put it into a 3D box which doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work. And is that actually helpful? And I think people spend a lot of time trying to like label things and put it in this system that they can understand, not realizing that we're like, we're missing the point. So side note, (laughs) I just have to say that, but this twin flame thing is a very different experience and it's very unique. And I really feel like unless you experience it yourself, it's just, it's just so hard to understand. And I get it because this is how I felt before. I felt like people were being dramatic. <laughs> I felt like it was overblown. I'm like, what, what is this obsession? And then after coming in contact with, with that connection myself and then having my own experience and then that kind of opened me up to be able to channel much more clearly for people around this. And I've had a lot of twins come into my field since and with that you know a lot of the the ascended masters that i channel specifically like these these are the original twins so that's been really interesting to to learn from them but it's coming up a lot right now because the energy is very ripe for twin flame union we're seeing union of all sorts all types of relationships people are coming together which also means other relationships are falling apart but we are seeing a lot of twins coming together right now because if you are a twin flame and you incarnated at this time like during this great awakening it was for a specific reason it's going to come up whereas i feel in other times it was it felt like the energy was more of like <laughs> like it was more of an option to to meet the twin and be like no i don't want this more easily choose something else the pull is gonna be really intense in in this lifetime because because twins came to anchor in a lot of light to support this shift in the frequency of the planet so the difference between soulmates and twin flames big picture soulmates your souls have resonance right and so we can talk about soul recognition you meet someone and they seem so familiar their relationship is just easy off the bat, you feel like you feel like you've known them forever. You're on the same wavelength, right? So your souls have a similar frequency, and that could be for a number of reasons. It could be because you really are from the same, I call it like the same frequency band, essentially. So the souls have a similar frequency. You're from the same soul family, soul group. You decided to to come incarnate here together and eventually meet up. It could also be from other lifetimes where Maybe you're not from the same soul group, but because you have had other lifetimes together, you remember each other, right? So you've had, you've built that connection in other lifetimes. So we have, we have soulmates, right? And then we have twin flames, which is your soul split into two bodies. Now in traditional twin flame language, there is the divine feminine and then the divine masculine. And one person plays more of the divine feminine role. One person plays more of the divine masculine role. This has nothing to do with sex or gender. Twin flames can be of the same sex. Twin flames can be of the same gender. It can also be different. But the idea is that, you know, one person holds more of the divine feminine energy in their body, and then the other person holds more of the divine masculine energy in their body. And uh, twin flames, I mean, think about the polarity there, right? Like, like you're drawn to each other when you come in contact. It really is this feeling of that's the other part of me that I was looking for. And I didn't even know that I was looking for them. Now, you'll also hear in Twin Flame communities talks of the runner and the chaser, the awakened twin and the matrix twin. So commonly, the way people describe this is, you know, one person will tend to be more awake and aware of the connection and aware of what's going on with the Twin Flames. And then the other person is the quote unquote matrix twin that hasn't woken up, doesn't fully get it. And often the matrix twin is the runner running away from the connection and then the more awakened twin is the chaser chasing 
<laughs> in this in this dynamic. And often it will be the divine feminine who is the chaser and the awakened twin. Again, this has nothing to do with sex or gender. And then the divine masculine being the runner or the matrix twin. And that is kind of like the standard way it way it plays out. And then, you know, there are all these stages of, you know, you meet and then you're in the love bubble and then there's this really intense, passionate relationship. And then there's separation and, you know, somebody's running and there's no contact. And then somehow you find your way back to each other again. I mean, this is all like a mapped out places. This is what I want to say. Every twin flame relationship is different. They're all different. And what I think is really important is that we don't take on these labels and then create a self-fulfilling prophecy, which I have seen people do in twin flame dynamics and outside of twin flame dynamics. A lot of people go on the internet, they learn about twin flames, and then they experience something similar. And then they decide that person's my twin flame. And then they create a self-fulfilling prophecy with these different stages. That doesn't necessarily have to be so. Now, I know a number of twin flames who didn't go through the running, the chasing, the intensity, the separation, where they met and they came into union and it's been this beautiful, like beautiful relationship. I've also seen people go through these different phases, understandably so. But here's the thing, I'll get deeper into like signs you've met your twin, right? But a lot of them, it's like this intense connection, knowing that that the person you're gonna meet is the most important person in your life, everything's gonna change. Instant telepathy, knowing what they're thinking, being on the same same wavelength, synchronicities everywhere. But that type of thing can happen outside of twin flames. And so I have seen this play out in a number of ways. What I will share is I at the same time had I, I met my twin flame. I had a karmic soulmate step forward and another soulmate step forward because we have many soulmates. And that was really important for me to have side by side. And I, I know like to be able to relay this to people, but had I not had those connections side by side, I would have thought all of those people were my twin flame. If I was going based on what I had read about it before, all of these people mirrored me, triggered me, intense telepathy, intense connection. And so I can see how a lot of people think they met their twin flame. And in fact, I would say if I was just going off of what, what people say in traditional like twin flame articles and circles, I would say the karmic soulmate for me is the most like textbook this fits. And, and this is where this idea of people talk about the false twin flame. You meet the false twin flame before you meet your real, real twin flame. It's like, no, you just, you just had a different connection, right? And, and now we've created this term, false twin. <laughs> We created a term to justify getting overly obsessed with twin flames, meeting a karmic soulmate, a soulmate of whatever type, and it wasn't the real twin flame. So now it's like, oh, you meet the false twin flame. I mean, discernment, letting the universe do its thing. If you have a twin flame, trust me, it's going to play itself out. So just what if you just release any attachment from labeling it or figuring it out and just opened up your energy field to whatever connections are for highest and best. It just watched as the universe did its work to bring people into your life, exploring the connections, going into them and learning through them. And we don't necessarily have to attach label to it. But the thing is, if you're going into the, the dynamic and really letting yourself go deeper into it, it will become clear. It will become clear. When it comes to supplements, remember that quality matters. And I am very particular about everything I put in my body because it all affects my vibration. And when it comes to supplements, I am so picky because I know that a lot of supplements stick sneaky ingredients, flavors, fillers, stuff we do not need in our bodies. And that is why I love Paleo Valley. All of their products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. These are whole food-based supplements. Now, one of the supplements that I take every single day is their Essential C Complex. This has been third-party lab tested as the most powerful 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet. It has three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Vitamin C is incredible for boosting your immune system. It has been shown to naturally boost energy and reduce fatigue. It helps to regulate your stress hormone cortisol, and it is great for your skin. Trust me, not all vitamin Cs are the same. I have tried 
so many of them because of all the different detox protocols I've been on in my life. And this is by far my favorite. Most other vitamin C supplements out there are derived from GMO corn and only contain a fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid. So if you take vitamin C, check it out. Is it just ascorbic acid? Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex contains the whole spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C, just organic superfoods. And this is so much more bioavailable for your body. You will feel the difference. Another one of my favorite supplements from Paleo Valley is their turmeric complex. This is something I think everybody should have in their supplement cabinet. I don't own Advil. I take turmeric and I love Paleo Valley's turmeric complex because unlike other similar products, they use all organic whole food ingredients. So you get each superfoods full spectrum of nutrients while avoiding the pesticides and herbicides that are so prevalent in our food system today. Most turmeric supplements out there only have one specific compound found in turmeric, curcumin. Turmeric in whole food form has been found to be more powerful than isolated curcumin, while also containing nearly 300 other beneficial components. Paleo Valley only uses organic whole food turmeric in their turmeric complex. It's amazing for fighting inflammation, supporting healthy joints, supporting brain health, immune health, cardiovascular health, protects against DNA damage. It is very easy for my body to get inflamed if I go quote unquote off track in any way with with my diet or lifestyle because of my history with autoimmune disease. This is a game changer for me. And I use this instead of Advil if I have any physical pain. If my skin is breaking out or if I have any inflammation of any sort, I always use this. So if you want to try out any of Paleo Valley's products or turmeric complex or essential C complex, they're superfood bars, they're grass-fed bone broth protein, so much good stuff. Just go to paleovalley.com and use my code Christina15 for 15% off. That's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and my code Christina15, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, 15 will get you 15% off. There are a few reasons why the Twin Flame experience is so intense. Now think about, think about people mirroring for you and think about having triggers pop up in your environment. Now, if you are listening to this podcast, you're probably somebody that really welcomes in the triggers, really welcomes in the mirroring. You're probably really used to and comfortable with things being reflected back to you. But think about maybe how you were before you got comfortable with that or learned the value in that, or maybe look at other people around you and how most people respond to triggers, how most people respond to other people mirroring things back to them. Most people freak out. Most people do not like it because it's not comfortable. And we all do this for each other, right? Anybody can be your mirror. Everybody's your teacher people mirror for me all the time and, and show me things within myself that I still need to look at. The twin flame mirroring is next level, which is why it's so triggering because it is you in another body, your soul expressed in another body, which I will say just meeting that in itself is a mind fuck, <laughs> right? It's like, holy shit, I can't even process this. But then having someone in front of you that is directly mirroring your wounds, your shadow, all of those annoying habits you have, like the twin will often be the person that irritates you the most because they see you the most deeply. They see you the most deeply. They fully understand you. And also anything that frustrates you within them is just reflecting back to you something within yourself, something that is currently playing out or maybe has been played out before when you were younger that you haven't fully healed or forgiven yourself for. And it's this really trippy experience of like, So I think of it as if my soul is like, there's a spectrum of how my soul can express itself when in a physical incarnation. And I look at it like a line, like a spectrum. And on on one side, there's like the less evolved, less emotionally mature, more matrixy version of me. And then on the other side is the more spiritually evolved, more emotionally mature, more spiritually awakened, and all of these places in between. And just looking at, you know, on that spectrum, what would it look like? for my soul to express itself differently. And you're seeing that play out. (laughs) You're basically seeing another version of you in front of you. Like, okay, if my soul had chosen a different family in this incarnation, that's how my life would have turned out. It, It can be like watching, you know, the divine masculine version of you or the divine feminine version of you of like, oh, had I been plopped into this different experience, and had different parts of, of who I really am on a soul level more amplified, that's what my life would have looked like. And so that's one of the things with Twin Flames is it can feel like when you're learning about that person, you might notice a lot of similarities in your childhood, like the same themes threaded throughout, or you might notice like it feels like it was a, it was a parallel reality or 
oh, had I been in that situation, those are all the same decisions I would have made. With twin flames, there are often a lot of interesting similarities. And that could be like names of people who are important to you, similarities in in, in music or your favorite food or favorite place to visit. Like there, there will be these small similarities. And then there's this other part of it of feeling like they're your direct opposite. So the strengths and weaknesses balancing out for each other. And I think this is where, you know, it gets tricky with the language because twin flames can get in this, in this place where they really feel like I'm missing my other half. And it's really important we understand like we are whole within ourselves. But the twin flame thing is very different because it is like it's meeting another aspect of you. And that's why the frequency is so addicting. That's why when you meet them, it's like, I need to be around this vibration. That is me. And that's why the rejection, and, and that could be like a straight up rejection. That can be a just no communication, not wanting to spend time. It, it, it cuts so deep because it feels like, or even just a lack of recognition. It feels like my soul doesn't recognize me. Like my soul doesn't recognize me. It hurts like rejecting yourself, like not seeing yourself is how it feels. But going back to the intensity of the mirror, I mean, imagine two people who have already done a lot of personal exploration, spiritual work, are very comfortable with being mirrored and receive triggers differently. When they meet, there doesn't have to be this whole push and pull. I'm really triggered. I'm running. I'm chasing whatever it is. They can just come into union and really like just go deeper into the experience and go straight into the spiritual development part of the journey, the soul evolution part of the journey. But if if one or both of those people haven't done that work before and they're not used to being triggered or mirrored that intensely, then I mean, understandably so, why people run away from it? Because what's happening is when someone runs away from the twin flame connection, they're really running away from themselves. They're running away from looking at themselves, from being seen, from being so deeply loved. And, and that's the thing with the twin flame dynamic. It's you know, it often comes through romantically. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be romantic. The feeling is just straight unconditional love and forgiveness. It, it allows you to access that vibration. And most people in this incarnation haven't, like don't really embody that frequency of, of unconditional love. Like really, what does that mean? Where it's like anything that person would need, you would show up for them. There's nothing that they could do where you would turn your back on them. Like you will always forgive them. And I really do feel like the best description of it is in Twilight, like in New Moon, when Jacob is describing imprinting, when werewolves imprint and he's describing like the second you meet her, like you just know and suddenly your whole world shifts and you're pulled to her like gravity, like she is what anchors you in and, and you will be anything for her, anything she needed a brother, a supporter, a friend, a protector, a lover, like anything. It's just total surrender. And that is very much what it feels like with the twin. Because I mean, think about it. It's you. Like it's you in another body. And so that person's level of self-love is definitely going to be reflected in the relationship. But if somebody has, depending on their life experience, like never been seen that deeply before, never been loved that deeply before, that can be a lot for someone to handle. And that's why people run away. And I'll probably do a whole other podcast about like the runner chaser dynamic, because I feel like there's a lot of like bashing on the runners. And I mean, it's a complicated thing. It's a very intense experience. And, and for like a spiritually awakened person going through the experience, knowing how intense that is on their side, being aware of what's going on, imagine going through it and not having any idea what's going on or never having experienced anything this intensely before. And what I'll say is, you know, most people in my life, almost everybody is like that, that soulmate level. And I'm very used to intense spiritual experiences. And I'm very used to, like, I, I have many people in my life where I have intense telepathy with. I know exactly what they're thinking and feeling. They just get me like, we're, we're basically the same person. I feel that all the time, like soul resonance. I know you, I love you. We've been together forever. We've done this a million times before. And the twin flame thing was on a different level. And that's how I thought, oh shit. Like if this is pushing me to my brink, yeah, I, I can imagine how for other people who haven't had experiences like this, it, it would be a lot. And that's why I just think it's really important to like show up with compassion for that person. And again, honoring their own journey because if if you're meant to come into union, like if you have a twin flame, you're going to connect at some point. And the same way like we want other people to honor our process and sometimes we have to process things and move through our own journeys, like honoring them and, and what they need at that moment. 
and not trying to force someone to get somewhere ahead of when they're ready. The twin flame experience will push you to surrender in in every direction and it forces you to surrender to divine timing. It forces you to surrender to the universe. It forces you to surrender to the spiritual journey. And for the person who runs from the connection, they're getting just as many signs. They are probably feeling tortured internally because when something is part of your path, like I've talked about this in many contexts with ego deaths, right? If something is part of your path and part of the lessons you have to learn in this lifetime, you will be pushed there one way or another. And just like any ego death, it's going to be an easier experience comparably so. It's going to be less painful if you just lean into where the universe is trying to get you to go versus try and run away. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number, 205-883-8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. Sometimes what happens in Twin Flame experiences, well, for both people, it's it's a catalyst. It's a catalyst. So this could be for spiritual initiation, spiritual awakening, spiritual activations, intuition turning on, dark night of the soul, big ego deaths. And for some people, depending on where they're at in their spiritual journey, it'll be very clear what's going on like spiritually. But for somebody who hasn't gone down that path as much, they might be pulled toward the spiritual path. But if they're trying to resist it, that could come out as health issues. That could come out as career shifts and changes, friendships, relationships falling apart, everything rearranging. Like it can feel like your whole world is crashing down around you because the universe is trying to force you to look over there, look over there. And sometimes what can happen on both sides is once you meet that person, and this is different, again, every relationship is very different, but I have seen many times where it, it kind of, it makes doing anything else hard. Like it makes dating anybody else hard where you can try and date other people. But for some people, they feel like I just can't date anybody else. Like once I experience the depth of that connection or being seen so deeply, like I, I just have no interest or I'm always thinking about that person. For some people sexually, it's difficult where they won't orgasm with other people anymore or even get aroused for some people. For some people, they'll talk about like every date they try and go and get sabotaged again and again and again. So some people, the universe, I mean, when the universe is trying to push you to look somewhere, like, I mean, you'll get pushed. So you, you want to watch the signs. What's important to remember is that if you have a twin flame, your, your missions are intertwined and part of your mission, like your spiritual evolution will be through relationship. So you're going to be pushed there. And people are being really called up to their missions and feeling this urgency of like, I have to align with the mission right now, which is one of the reasons why Twin Flames are coming together so intensely right now is because the mission is intertwined. And when you meet that person, it activates something within you that you need for your next level of expansion and evolution. And it's through that journey, however it plays out, because it will play out differently for everybody, that the soul evolution really comes through. So to recap, Soulmates versus twin flame. Twin flame, one soul in two different bodies. Soulmate, soul resonance, soul family. We're of the same frequency, but it doesn't mean you share a soul. And I'll say from my personal experience, the differentiating factor was like with other people feeling like we're so similar. We're so on the same wavelength. We're definitely soul family. You can feel that strong connection and feel so similar, but it's a different thing to look at someone and think, that's me. And that was the big thing for me where I was like, that's me in another body and recognize myself in another body, which is trippy. But I had never had that thought before of like, that is me. I've had the thought of like, we're so similar. We're living parallel lives, like that kind of energy with different people in my life, but never like that is me. And I recognize myself and it was an instant knowing. And what I'll say big picture is when you're trying to figure out like, is this my 
twin flame, you will just know <laughs> when you listen to your soul. And on a soul level, we know, like we recognize that person. It's more of the conscious blocks we have to move through. So really going inward and working on listening to your soul over your ego, over your mind, really listening to your intuition, trusting yourself, clearing any blocks and really learning to listen to your soul. Like you will just know. And on the other side of that is when you, when you let the universe do its magic and you sit back and you don't try and control circumstances, you can watch. And when someone's your twin flame, again, <laughs> it will be made clear. There will be so many synchronicities, so many signs. And some of the signs I'm about to share, you know, you can start to pay attention to. So I'm going to list off some things that are really common with twin flames. Now, just because you experience these doesn't mean that they're a twin flame. Like I said before, with my karmic soulmate, for example, I've had almost everything here. And with many other soulmates in my life, I've had a lot of these as well. And then on the other side of that, just because you don't have most of these doesn't necessarily mean someone's not your twin flame because every twin flame journey is quite different. And so it's really tuning inward, tuning into your inner knowing of like, is this person me? And you, you know what I'll say is the kind of person that has a twin flame is usually the type of, uh, I won't say usually, but a common theme that I see. And again, with all of us, you know, don't attach too much to any of it because everybody is so different. But with a lot of twin flames, they tend to be the person that's like very self-sufficient. That's never really prioritized dating, like never really worried about it, been really like on their own journey, on their own mission. And also kind of, you know, maybe pushed away relationships on some level feeling like, is anybody really going to see me in that way? Can anybody really meet me there? Having really high standards, like I said, not maybe not dating much, not having that many relationship experiences coming from a place of like, just not being worried about it. And a lot of that is just your soul, your inner knowing, knowing like, I'm going to meet that person when I need to. And why would I waste my time? Like why waste my time through all these other experiences? And I will say another bit that can come through is just feeling like there's something big you're missing or something big you've been, you've been waiting for and not being able to put your finger on it. Like, what am, what am I missing? And it's not this feeling of like, I'm waiting for my other half or I'm missing part of me fully of like feeling like you're not whole, but it's more of just like there, there's, there's more of me that I haven't experienced yet. And how do I tap into that? And I know for me, that definitely played out of, you know, not really prioritizing dating or romantic relationships and not really worrying about it and just feeling like I'm not going to waste my time when it's not 100% hell yes, but then also not really being worried about what was going to happen in the future. They can be more of the like loner type, I'm very much more of the more of the loner type, which is why it can be very triggering when you you meet that person and suddenly you realize, "Oh, like I feel lonely because now I know what it's like to meet that frequency." And I also want to add before I get into these signs some themes that can come up. Again, not for everybody, but it just adds to the level of why these relationships can be so triggering because it is you in another body living out like a different type of experience. And so you might be watching your childhood wounds play out or things that you used to do that you don't like about yourself play out or things that you wish you had within yourself playing out. Like you could look at that person and be like, oh, that that's me at my highest potential. And I'm like <laughs> getting frustrated. How do I step into that? And then also that person just like looking at them, meeting them and them just knowing you and seeing you so deeply. And that can be scary. It can feel like, I haven't even talked to you yet. And there's a vulnerability hangover. So we have this intensity with the mirroring, but there can be some other big themes. Like remember, if this is part of your journey, if you're a twin flame, relationship is your pathway to soul evolution. And it's probably the area that's been hardest for you in your life. But there can sometimes be things within the relationship itself that again, I mean, if it was easy, it wouldn't be a big lesson, right? It wouldn't be the main lesson in your life. And again, if this is part of your life path, it's going to be a big part of your life. It is, it is part of you fulfilling your mission. So sometimes things that can come up will be a noticeable age gap. There's often an age gap. Again, not always, but often a big age gap. There might be some type of big difference in religious beliefs or culture or career. There's this kind of Romeo-Juliet thing in the sense of like, we're not supposed to be together, right? Because there's this like obstacle for you to overcome. I mean, some twin flames literally don't speak the same language. And with the age gap, there there have been situations where, again, I mean, imagine the layers of this. Imagine I, I, I was reading this woman's experience. And again, I don't even know if this was her real twin or not, but this is very possible 
And when I was tuning into it, my guides were like, yeah, <laughs> it was a grand, like she was a grandmother and she met her grandson's best friend. Like they all were coming over and she met the best friend and she looked at him and she was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's my twin. And again, it's a very strange thing because we assume twins are always romantic and it often ends up that way because the intensity of the love is, is so powerful. It's just unconditional love. And also this feeling of like needing to be with each other because when you're, when the twins or us come in, in contact, it's like this explosion of yummy, juicy, powerful energy. And both will feel like fully turned on. It's almost like realizing, oh my God, I've only been operating with like 75% of my power. And then when you, when the auras come together, all of, all of the light, all of the power, all of the energy comes together. And there's this like beautiful explosion of, of what's possible. And, and that can be kind of addicting in itself. Like when you're around that person, you notice like, whoa, I feel so lit up. I feel so like turned on with my power. And in that way, like my inner power, I, I feel this really high frequency. You almost get high off their vibration. It's, it's like, it's your own personal drug. There's this need to be around them. And there's, there's this desire, like, I need to protect you. I need to be there for you. I need to support you, whatever you need. So it often turns romantic, but it doesn't have to. But I mean, imagine that. Imagine if there is that type of age gap and that type of uncomfortable, like we have all of this, you know, conditioning around what's okay. Then what happens if someone's married and then they meet their twin? But this is a really common thing for there to be a, a big age gap and, and things to be coming up where it feels like two realities that shouldn't overlap colliding. And then, I mean, what do you do? And what's different about the twin flame relationship, which is why it's so tricky is you can't just cut the cord. You can't cut the cord like you could any other relationship. Like you are permanently tied and you're always feeling that person's stuff in, in your body. I'll get back to that in a second. So we have big age gaps. We have some type of big difference in like religious beliefs or, or, or career choices or like life path culture, something that could make it seem like this could never work. And we have to push past like society's standards and, and conditioning if we really want to, to do this. Again, part of the growth process, the soul evolution process. The other thing is that, you know, they're often, they're just often not your usual type. And so those things I just mentioned can play into this, but not your usual type that can be like, you know, you wouldn't usually be attracted to them or be drawn to them. And you're like, why am I attracted to this person? I mean, we, we can't rationalize attraction always. And that's why it can really throw people off because people will try and like figure out like, why am I so drawn to this person? It doesn't make any sense. And that's also one of the, the things that can kind of be a, a noteworthy bit of information of like, I'm so drawn to this person and they're not my normal type. Like there's something bigger going on here. Another common thing that can come up is they might physically look similar. So they might have similar features. Or if you looked at photos of, of the twins at at similar ages, they, they would look similar or people just feel like they look similar, even if they don't logistically, if that makes any sense. Like looking at them, we're like, I don't know what it is, but you guys just like seem like you, you, you look similar. The eyes can be a common one. Some people have noticed that their eyes actually shift color to look more like their twin and physical changes can start to happen after you, you meet your twin as well. You might start to notice that the way you look changes, but there can be some physical similarities for, for a lot of twins or just some type of resemblance there, or maybe looking like someone in their family. And then another really common theme is that, you know, one twin is usually more spiritually awake than the other. Not, not always, but often one person is more aware. So let's move into some signs, like some things that pop up before you meet your twin flame, during, after, and signs around this could be your, your twin flame. So usually before meeting your twin, you're going to feel like something really big is going to happen. You'll be getting a lot of signs, maybe seeing a lot of angel numbers, seeing signs around twin flames specifically, seeing the words, seeing pictures of two flames, cosmic egg, that, that kind of thing, where you're just feeling like, oh, my life is about to change. Like something big is going to happen. You might get a lot of uh, death and rebirth symbols as well, like Phoenix energy coming up, looking for the 111, 22, and 1111. 818, you might have, you know, your own numbers that are coming through. And sometimes people will see that person's birthday everywhere. And usually they don't, you know, they don't realize it's that person's birthday. So just noticing an influx of signs of just this feeling of like something big is going to change or getting messages that your world's going to get flipped upside down. You might be noticing that you're getting pushed toward a spiritual path or there's a big ego death or just things in your reality are like rearranging relationships are changing, career is feeling weird. You know, for me, I was for about a month, it was very clear, like, twin flame signs everywhere. 
I was bombarded with twin flame stuff. And at the time I was like, uh, I don't, I'm not interested in this at all, but I was seeing the word everywhere. Things were popping up on my, on my phone and computer. I was seeing it graffitied on the wall, the angel numbers, like, and my guy just kept telling me everything's about to change, get ready for your entire life to change. So the, the, the signs are usually pretty strong. The next thing is you might have really intense physical symptoms before, during, after meeting them. So just noticing if you're having headaches, digestive issues, a lot of like anxiety for me, it felt like I was trying to recognize what is this in my body? And it was just, it, I mean, it felt like I had 20 cups of coffee and I was like, what is wrong with me? And I, I couldn't, I couldn't work. I, I couldn't focus on anything. I felt like unwell. And I was like, I'm not anxious about anything. What's going on? It was like my whole body was buzzing. I was having lots of third eye pulses, crown chakra pulses. Like my whole body was getting electrified. Like it felt like this electric current. I was like, what is going on? So you might notice physical symptoms before and then during and or after meeting them. So I had all of that. I literally had a Kundalini rising the second I saw that person. So you might notice a Kundalini rising, the energy rising up from the base of your spine all the way up through all of your chakras. Again, this can trigger a lot of spiritual awakenings. And then after I still had that buzzing, I've had 20, 30 cups of coffee feeling. I couldn't sleep or eat for like a week after. And even after that, it took me a while to kind of get back into my um, like normal sleep patterns, but it can really throw your body off. Now, when you meet that person, often there's an intense recognition through the eyes and it can feel like, like you look at their eyes and you're like, I've seen those eyes. You might have had visions of those eyes before. You might have had dreams about that person. And the thing is, often before meetings, a lot of people meet their twin flame in the astral first. So they'll meet that person through dreams. And that could be a representation of them. You might even know their name or kind of what they look like or just be familiar with the frequency or maybe see their eyes. A lot of people will have that type of contact in the dream space, even like for months earlier. And then they meet the person and it all starts to connect. But when you meet that person, just noticing their eyes and if you recognize them, if you've seen them before in some way, or uh, you just know the second you see them. And, and it's kind of this feeling of like looking past someone's eyes straight into their, into their soul. The eyes, is it's a really big thing with twin flames. And sometimes people even will, will see like flames in their eyes. Like there's going to be something electric intense about when you make eye contact with that person. And it's not just this like, oh, you have really pretty eyes. It's like seeing past their eyes into their soul. And this memory, this, this knowing, like I've seen you before and they can feel really familiar. Like, I don't know how I feel like I just know you straight off the bat. The conversation will often flow really easily. You might meet them and be like, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> and you're like, who am I? Why am I, why am I saying that or feeling that? But you'll just instantly feel like you get them, you know them because it's your soul in another body. Like, you know how they work. And again, you might have that feeling of like, that's me. That's me in another body. It's different than you're familiar. I recognize you. It's like, that is, that's me. I'm looking at myself. Like I said, kundalini awakenings can often be really connected with twin flame meetings. So you might have a kundalini rising right then or maybe later in the next few weeks. Meeting them, it, it sets off a series of spiritual initiations. So that could be somebody's awakening in itself. That could be spiritual activations, like their psychic gifts starting to turn on, spirit guide contact turning on, life rearranging. And so depending on where that person is at, in their personal spiritual journey, that's going to look different. So for some people, it might feel very spiritual. For other people who are uh, less aware of what's going on, they might feel like they just feel differently about their friends or things are happening with, with their career, with work that aren't making any sense. Maybe they're feeling really drawn toward, toward the spiritual path or feeling really drawn to do personal work. Health issues, health things might start to come up. And for somebody who is already more on the spiritual path, like a another a next level, like a quantum leap in, in your gifts, in your abilities, in what's coming through. So it will set off this cascade of big personal spiritual shifts uh, and, and awakening symptoms. Now, what can happen with the twin flame thing is it sets off the memory of this telepathic connection. And it's beyond any other type of telepathic connection you probably have experienced. You literally can't stop thinking about them. You know their thoughts, you know how they're feeling, when they're feeling it. And for me, I realized that a lot of emotional outbursts I had as a kid, I really struggled with that. I would have these big emotional outbursts and I didn't know where it was coming from. Uh, I realized, oh, that was my twin <laughs> that I was feeling in my body. And then now that I'm aware of the connection, I can feel like when there's anxiety, uh, when they're stressed out, what they're thinking about, it, like you'll feel that in your body. You'll feel their emotions. You'll have that telepathic connection and you really can't 
escape it. You can't stop thinking about them. And a lot of people feel, you feel like you're obsessed with them. You always want to make sure they're okay. It's, it's this instant. I mean, it kind of feels obsessive. They will typically take up a lot of your dream space. You might have dreams about them every night. Again, dreams, astral, this is where twin flames are communicating a lot. And the thing is that in this 3D, we might feel separated, but big picture, we're not. Like in 5D, we're together. It's just the illusion of separation. And I actually think it's really helpful to, to use that astral connection to our advantage. But that's where a lot of uh, twin flame communication is going on in the astral. And you might notice that you're having consistent dreams about that person again and again and again. And so if you're trying to figure out, is someone my twin? Is there somebody who's taking up a lot of your dream space? And this is usually where answers will come around. Like, how is that person feeling or what's our relationship dynamic? It will be played out in the dreams. So you have this telepathy, you feel their feelings in, in your body. They'll pop in your head all the time. Like you can't focus on anything else. You feel addicted to their vibration. Like once you get a taste of the frequency, it's like, I need to be around this more. And you'll notice a difference. Like if you are around them and then you leave, it's like you just had a cup of coffee. Like you just feel lit up. You feel like that just powered me up all the way. It like charges you up. And that feels really good. You'll feel intensely drawn to them. Now with this, there can be, you keep running into each other. <laughs> you just like keep running into each other. This is what's funny. It's all of the synchronicities, all of the signs. And after that, you might start to notice you see their name everywhere. They, their name comes up in conversation everywhere. Maybe there's a sign associated with them that is popping up in your reality all the time. Like it could be an animal or a number, anything or their name, but they just are popping up everywhere. And then you might notice that you just like run into them. Remember, your guides are trying to get y'all to come in contact. There are bigger forces at play here. You'll also start to notice if you get to know that person, you have a lot of similarities. Again, it could be your personalities, it could be the way that you view the world. It could be certain likes and dislikes. It could be similar life experiences. It could be, uh, again, like you've had like almost parallel lives, but it just played out a little bit differently. But it could also be this strength and weakness thing. Like when you put, put you two together, everything turns on. We have, all, we have all the strengths now. You balance each other out pretty perfectly, like two puzzle pieces fitting together. You might also have similarities with dates so you, or even names. So sometimes the twin flame will have, like their birthday might feel significant to you, like you just remember it. You might be seeing it everywhere, like I mentioned before, but it might be the same birthday as like your mom or, or your, your best friend or your sister or your brother. It, it might feel significant to you, some twin flames even have the same birthday. So just noticing any similarities with dates. And then also there can be synchronicities in charts. So if you look at the astrology charts, human design charts, numerology, there will often be this, like, like it will make sense. There'll be something and it always shows up a little bit differently. And again, it doesn't always show up, but either the charts will overlap. They'll be the same. They'll be direct opposites. Uh, or if like you're looking at, you know, their astrology or their human design, like everything is like plugged in, filled in, and it all makes sense. There'll be something that stands out in the charts. Um, that is significant or even the way the numerology adds up. Another sign are any meditations, visions that involve the two of you and a cosmic egg. Like that's a very classic, like you see the egg and then you split, like you can like see the origin of the split. And you might also have trouble accessing their records. That's something, their Akashic records, if you do intuitive work, that is something that um, I have come to learn a lot about is people, you know, have trouble accessing their records and that can go away over time. But you might notice something like different there in terms of an intuitive connection. You will feel tied to that person like gravity. You're just drawn to them. At the same time, you might want to run away from them if if you're recognizing how intense the emotions are. That there's no logic to the intensity of the emotions. You can feel like a crazy person because it's so intense and you might not even know that person that well. So it doesn't make any sense. And this is why a lot of people run and freak out. They're so in their heads of like, this doesn't make any sense. But the thing is, if you're curious and there's an opportunity, just get to know that person. And again, just start to notice if there are, are signs and how it's playing out and how you guys interact. Do you notice that you show up a little bit differently with that person, that you're just instantly comfortable, that they just get you, that something different is turned on within you, that you feel really seen? What can also be interesting is if you have any mutual friends or people that know both of you, like I said, people might point out like you guys are kind of similar or people might like if some, let's say someone knows me and then they meet my twin flame. They might just like really gravitate toward my twin flame and be like, oh, I want to be best friends with that person. I love that person so much. Like they're so great, even though they just met because my friend is recognizing the same frequency. So this is where it can be interesting just to watch who's drawn to who, because again, it's like the same person, <laughs> the same vibration in two different bodies. And so 
if there are any mutual friends or connections, they probably, if they like one of you, or they're really close with one of you, they're probably going to want to get close to the other one because they already love your frequency, right? So it feels really familiar to them. So that's something to pay attention to as well. So those are a lot of the, the common signs of the twin flames. I know this is a lot. I have so much more to say, but I, I kind of want to wrap it up here. Uh, and again, things to notice, things to be in awareness of. But I think where the magic is, is just taking a step back and letting the universe do its thing. Like don't force anything. And if you're just noticing this person's popping up all the time in my dream space, in my reality, in my thoughts, maybe they're a twin. Maybe they're your soulmate. Maybe they're supposed to be your life partner. Just keep going into it. Obviously that's a sign to get to know that person, no matter who it is. I have had this experience so many times in my life where somebody's just popping up into my you know, reality, my meditations. And I'm like, okay, clearly I need to just talk to them. So just explore it. That doesn't necessarily mean they're a twin flame, but as you go deeper into the, the connection and just get to know them, it's going to become clear. But the thing with the twin flame journey is to surrender and just to allow the process to unfold. And it's meant to be this catalyst for deep inner work. And the best thing you can do if you really want to expedite the twin flame process is to go inward is to go inward and look at everything they're doing and, and ask yourself, what is this mirroring for me? What's the work I need to do to be the most fully expressed version of myself so that I'm ready for whenever this person is ready? Pushing that other person or forcing them isn't gonna help anything. It's all about going inward and seeing what am I meant to learn from this? These, if there's anything that is frustrating you about them, like that's just a mirror about you. So using it as this beautiful opportunity to look deeper within yourself because that's what it is, like the deepest opportunity, the clearest opportunity to look within yourself. And you just have to leave logic <laughs> at the door. Like you will drive yourself crazy trying to rationalize it or explain it or do the same 3D shit you used to do when you were into somebody. Like it it's just a different, a different ball game. The games won't work. It's not going to, it's not going to be normal. It's going to be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. And so really just tuning into your emotions and tuning into your intuition and your soul and tuning into that inner knowing, but then honoring how that person is showing up, right? If you, if you really are clear that that person is your twin and they are not in a very healed place and not treating you very well, then like, don't engage in that relationship. If, if, if you guys are supposed to be together, then they got to do that work first. So again. Twin flames cannot be an excuse, like a justification for staying in an unhealthy relationship. It's all about your, your journey and commitment to showing up with full love for yourself. And when you show up with full love for yourself and when you focus on healing yourself and looking inward, you're also doing that healing on a soul level, which also helps to heal that person. And so the best thing you can do is turn inward and focus on your path, your journey, focusing on your soul evolution you're part of the mission and just showing up so fully so that you're in a great position for whenever they are ready to go deeper into the relationship. If it's newer and you're just trying to figure it out and there's no block with communication yet, just get to know them. Just get to know them so that you get more information. You can learn more about them and you'll start to get a sense of, hey, something else is going on here. But the key is just to be open and just to explore with curiosity. And then some of you will just know immediately, you know? And for me, it's like, it was just a knowing, a clear knowing. And I find that when people are going back and forth with like, is this my twin? Are they not? They either just haven't gone deep enough into the relationship yet, like just learn more about them, or they don't know how to listen to their intuition, <laughs> or it's not their twin flame. My personal experience was with my karmic soulmate. I was like, this feels twin flamey. Could this be him? Interesting. And then the twin flame popped up and I was like, oh shit, that's that's him. And it was like so out of the blue and it was just an immediate knowing. And then my ego tried to talk me out of it for like days of like, no. And I was trying to rationalize myself out of it, but my intuition, it was clear as day. And then I, I you know, dropped in intuitively and there, there was no question. But again, whether or not someone's your twin flame, does that mean that they're automatically at the space to be in healthy partnership with you of any Form, whether that is a relationship, like a friendship or a romantic relationship, not necessarily. So we still have to just honor, right? We have to put labels aside and be like, where, where everybody in my field, where are they at vibrationally? And who's supporting me in my expansion? Who's showing up with love? And who am I hanging on to just because of labels or obligation or, or I think I should. And then on the other side of it, if you're pushing away your twin, maybe this is your opportunity to 
let yourself really be seen and let yourself really be loved and ask yourself, why am I running away from myself? Why am I running away from my emotions? So there's a really beautiful opportunity for deeper self-exploration as well. All right, I'm gonna wrap up here for today. Just our twin flame foundational chats. And I have a lot more to say about this and what to do when the connection is really intense and listening to volume there and things like that. But I hope this clarified some things. Would love to hear what you think. If you enjoy this, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag Christina, the channel pod. And if there's someone in your life who you think this will help, be sure to send it to them as well. I'm sure they will appreciate it. All right, that is it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next time.